The path to the postseason has been laid out for the Sun Devils. We're going to talk about it on this edition of the Locked On Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's talk about some Sun Devils basketball, not football. And take a look at the the path that has been laid before them to get to the postseason NCAA tournament March Madness. There's about three steps that I'm going to take a look at. Before we get to those steps, though, I do want to talk about Desmond Cambridge Jr. Not about his shot that is absolute lore for Arizona State University. But I want to talk about him, the player. Because Cambridge Jr. has turned on his game to a whole other level. He has become the most dynamic player on this Sun Devils team right now. He's leading the team with 13.9 points per game. He's getting three and a half rebounds a game. He's shooting 41.1% from the field, 82% from the line, 33.2% from deep. He takes over games. But most importantly is the league. The Pac-12 has noticed him consistently he has just been named the pac-12 player of the week for the third time this year and when you consider how many times he's getting that nod when he plays in a league that has plenty of talented players that is important to note i am 99 positive he is the leader in the pac-12 in player of the week awards is there a case for him to win Pac-12 Player of the Year? I don't really know. I don't know every single player in the Pac-12 and how good they are. I do know that, obviously, UCLA and Arizona both have very talented kids. I know that USC is a very quality team right now, and they are sitting in third place in the Pac-12, I believe. And I know that there are other quality players throughout this conference. But you got to have a conversation, at least, for Desmond Cambridge Jr. He's got the flashy plays. He he has two half-court shots this year. He's got plenty of other really good dynamic performances. His thing is he just he takes a lot of shots, and for better or for worse, he's, he's a shooter. There's sometimes where you love to see it, and there's sometimes where it's like, what's going on with your shot selection kind of thing. All in all, I think it's just a conversation that needs to be started. I'm going to start that conversation here if no one else has already. And let's go ahead and move on. Let's take a look at the path to the postseason for the Sun Devils. They are really in control of their own destiny right now. I saw earlier that uh, they are projected as the fi- uh, final four in for the bracket right now. And that basically tells me that it's going to be up to Arizona State at this point, not really anything else for them to get to the postseason because they have a signature win 
at the latest part of the year over Arizona. That is the most important thing they have. They've got 20 wins at 20 and nine right now. They've got, they've got some exposure throughout the season as well. They beat Michigan earlier in the year. They beat uh, Creighton. They have, they have played Arizona close both times. They are a quality team. They're not a dynamic team, but they're a quality team. And that's what the bracket is looking for. They're looking for those lower seeds to be able to make that splash, that splash game and potentially ruin brackets, bracket rakers, stuff like that. That's potentially Arizona State. The first thing you need to do to secure that spot, though, because it's not guaranteed right now, the first thing you need to do is you look at your final two games. We're going to look at UCLA first. I think you just need to keep this game close. I don't think that this is a game that you need to necessarily win because UCLA is currently the number four team in the nation. They're 25 and four on the year, and they've got some really, really good players like uh, Jamie Jacquez. It might be Jaime Jacquez. If, if it is, I apologize for messing up the name. He's averaging 17 points a game. They've got a lot of really good players. This is, this is a tough team to play. They're very good defensively. Arizona state ran into that buzzsaw last time when they came to Tempe and they played them close for 35 minutes and collapsed in the last five. If they can find a way to play close for 40 minutes, I don't know. I think that's the most important thing right now. Like I said, the, the tournament is going to be looking for lower seeds that could potentially pull off upsets or at least give really good games. If Arizona state sneaks in as a 16 seed, Obviously, you're going to take the number one seed over them in all your brackets. But you want the people to kind of be wary about, like, we shouldn't sleep on Arizona State. They can put up points. They can play defense. They can do this, that, and the other. That's what you're going to be looking for. So the best way to show that off is to go to UCLA, first of all. You're going to Los Angeles and play this game very, very well you got to show that you can keep up with the big dogs. This doesn't necessarily mean you need to win. This is going to be a very difficult game to win because you're going to be in enemy territory and you're going to be playing a very, very good basketball team. Now, is it impossible? Of course not. Arizona State just showed that they can knock off the big dogs when they went down to Tucson enemy territory and beat the Wildcats, who were previously ranked number seven. It's not impossible. It's probably improbable. We'll see. Like I said, I think the biggest thing that you need to worry about uh, this uh, Thursday night for this game is just worrying about a way to make it a close game, make it so that you look competitive and get the attention of everyone to to basically say, you know, we're not not a fluke. We can play. If you're looking for a delicious treat and don't want the fat and calories, you've got to have a Built Bar. They're the best tasting protein bar in the market. They're good for you. They're healthy for you. They taste delicious. What makes them so good? For starters, they're 100% chocolate covered in it. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around for your box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now, You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. 
You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're closer to Sam's Club, you can go in, get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Get yourself a great-tasting protein bar. Get yourself a change. Get yourself an experience with Built Bar. As always, thank you guys for tuning in to the Lock on Sunnables podcast. Wherever you're eating your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Also, make sure that you tune in to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players on Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation. The first thing you got to do, you got to keep it close with UCLA. This doesn't necessarily mean you need to win, but it does mean that you got to keep this game within 10 points, potentially within five points. Show that you can go into enemy territory against one of the best teams in the nation and keep it close. That's the most important thing for you to do. Second thing you need to do, you look at the final two games, you got to beat USC. I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about this one. And again, this isn't going to be an easy game. USC is 21 and 8, one game better than ASU. They did take down ASU earlier in the year, 77 to 69. They've got a very good team. They've got guys who can score points like Boogie Ellis, who has 17.2 points per game right now. Drew Peterson is averaging 14.6. This is a beatable team, though. This is a team that Arizona State really kind of let let them get under their skin the last time they met in Tempe. This isn't some undeniably amazing team. They're a very good team. They're a very quality team. They should be in the tournament. But ASU should be able to hang with these guys. That's what you got to be able to do. However, unlike UCLA, I think this is a like a must-win game. Of the two remaining, USC feels like the bigger must-win game of the two options. UCLA, keep it close. Show that you belong. USC, show you're better than them. You got to play USC and you got to look like you are the third best team in the Pac-12. You got to show that you can take on big challenges and that you can step up when it matters. USC is that opportunity for you to show that you belong on the same court as the rest of the teams. Because whether you're a 16 seed or a 10 seed or a 1 seed or a 14 seed or whatever, you got to show that you can play with the best of the best on the court. At a minimum, you got to show that you can play with teams that are of the same caliber and the same talent as you. And USC feels like one of those teams. They're not they're not head and shoulders better than Arizona State. And this is why I think this has to be a must-win game for you. It's because you should be on a pretty even playing field. Whatever the odds makers make for this game is probably going to be very close. Whatever... Whatever happens at UCLA, you just need to take that momentum into this game against USC. Now, I will say this. If you beat UCLA, I don't know if USC is still a must-win game, but it feels like it needs to be. It's not out of the question that Arizona State could pull off another upset because they played very well against U of A. They were shooting pretty well. The shot selection is still crazy, like I mentioned earlier, but you don't drop 89 points on U of A by accident. This is a team that can win games. You could go in 
to LA and take down UCLA. You played them close last time. You just got to find a way to not implode on yourself. So it's not impossible, but it is going to be difficult. Call a spade a spade. If you beat UCLA, I still think you need to beat USC. But the emphasis of it takes a little step back, I would tell you. I think that you could potentially lose to USC if you keep it close, if you topple UCLA, because at that point, you've got two wins over two top 10 teams in the final three games of the season. That that At that point, you almost can't keep Arizona State out of the tournament, but it's not... It's not a guaranteed lock or anything like that. So when I'm when I'm looking at the final games here, I think that I think that USC has to be in a must win unless you can somehow topple UCLA. If you do, find a way to keep it close. One more time, thank you guys as always for tuning in to Locked On Sun Levels. Make sure that you check out Locked On College Basketball, especially with all of the tournament talk getting right around the corner. Check it out with Isaac Shade, Andy Patton as they bring everything you need to know on and off the court, hear from experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. The final step for Arizona State to make the bracket. Let's go worst case scenario. Let's say UCLA takes care of you pretty handedly. And let's say you lose to USC. You kind of limp at the very end of the season to a 20 and 11 record. And now the odds makers and the, and the, the bracket builders aren't as big on you. Here's how you fix that. Make a run in the Pac-12 tournament. You still have the Pac-12 tournament left to prove yourself. And right now, when I look at the Pac-12, there, there should be no reason that the Sun Devils can't find a way to beat a handful of these teams. There's three teams that are under 500 right now. Colorado is at 15 and five. Washington is 16 and 14. Washington State is 15 and five. You should be able to beat any of those. What I say, six teams. Any of those six teams, you should, you should be able to beat them. That's a good start. From there. You need to show competitiveness. I don't think that Arizona State is capable of winning the Pac-12. I do think that they are capable of winning one or two games in the tournament and just showing off that they they are a step above the rest of the Pac-12, that they're not lost in the pack and that there, there is a separation between Arizona State and the six teams I mentioned. You need to be able to show that you stand out compared to them because you're the last team in the conference that is going to be at 20 wins. So UCLA has got 25, U of A has got 24, USC has 21. You're at 20. In a worst case scenario, if you lose out and you go 20 and 11, you can't go one and done in the Pac-12 tournament and finish 20 and 12. At that point, I just don't know that anyone is going to look at you and consider you a team that is 100% deserving of being in the tournament. You have got to, got to, got to make some plays in the tournament. And honestly, this comes regardless of what you do the rest of the year. You could beat UCLA and USC. If you go one and done in the tournament, 
man, that's a bad look. That's a really bad look. Because like I said, there should be some separation between the top four teams in the conference and everyone else. That includes Oregon and Utah that are at 16 wins and 17 wins respectively. You should be able to stand out compared to the rest of the conference. Show that you belong in that second tier. With U of A and USC in the first tier, belong with USC in that second tier and then everyone else below you. That's what you've got to prove right now is that you belong in the conversation as one of the more quality teams in the Pac-12. Record can't mean everything. 20 wins is not going to guarantee you nothing. You lose you lose three straight games to end the year 20 and 12. I just don't know that that's good enough to get you to the tournament. You have got to find a way in a, in a perfect scenario, the three steps I've laid out. Let's say you keep it close with UCLA. You beat USC. So you end the regular season as a 21 and 21 and 10 team. And then let's say you win two games in the tournament and you get yourself to 23 wins. And is that 11 losses? 11? 11. Yeah. Uh, 23 and 11. Sorry, my math is terrible. That's a team that should make the tournament nine out of 10 times. Do that. Should be in. Arizona State at this point controls their own destiny. The odd makers and the bracket builders have Arizona State in as those last four in. They want the Sun Devils to make this tournament. So from here, show them that they are correct in assuming that you belong. You've got to prove them right. You've got to show off that you have the stuff to be able to make a run in the tournament. Nobody is saying Arizona State needs to prove they can win a national championship. But we do need to show that Arizona State can go toe-to-toe with a with a top four seed in the tournament because they will be a lower-ranked team. That's what you got to do. That's the biggest thing for Arizona State. This is the path. This is the way in honor of the Mandalorian coming out tomorrow, but neither here nor there. This is the way to the to the NCAA tournament. Keep it close with UCLA. Beat USC. Make some noise in the tournament, whether that's one win and then another shootout or two wins or three wins, whatever. That's how you get there. That's all I got for you on this edition of the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sunnivals. Till next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunnivals.